What's Up in Boone? A weekly trek down the streets of one of North Carolina's premier mountain communities. Presented by the Town of Boone Cultural Resources Department. Lord, I'm sitting on top of the world. Here's your host, David Jackson. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into another installment of What's Up in Boone. I'm David Jackson. Thank you, as always, for joining us for this podcast, downloading the program each week. By now, you are in full holiday frenzy, probably some of you even coming down the home stretch of the holiday shopping season. Some of you haven't even started that season yet, and that's okay. We do not judge here on What's Up in Boone. But what we can give you is some information. This is uh, a, obviously a very uh, key time in Boone's tourism uh, calendar with uh, schools beginning to kind of wind down across the state, certainly locally that will occur at about this time next week. So we'll start to see even more visitors to the area. And with visitors comes opportunity to uh, walk up and down the streets and experience some of the great uh, shops and stores and venues that this particular area has to offer. So if you're on your way up to the high country for the weekend perhaps you haven't quite found that one thing yet no better place to look than right here in Boone, North Carolina. Whether it's up and down the Main Street community of King Street and Howard Street, or perhaps in some of the other areas like the Boone Mall or some uh, other concentrated areas of shops in and around the community, you can always find something for someone right here in the mountains of North Carolina. Some great uh, antiques and crafts and things that are made right here in this region that really reflect what the region has to offer. So if you're looking for personalized gifts, You've got somebody that has uh, a hankering for the high country, if you will. Uh, Look no place further than Boone, North Carolina. And uh, with that local spirit uh, comes a great opportunity to continue to keep the economy rolling well here at this very key time of year. The weather has cooled off considerably. Ski areas are primed and ready for Christmas week, and we'll be talking about some uh, of that business, if you will, over the course of the final few episodes of this program for the calendar year. But uh, all systems pointing toward what should be a very good winter uh, overall for the business economy, whether it's the ski resorts, the ancillary businesses that touch those, the restaurants, the hotels, the shops, all that experience some difficult times At this time last year, I think everything is pointed in the right direction. Uh, On this program, we want to touch on a couple of key areas, uh, things that you don't necessarily think about around the holidays. Two very different topics wrapped around the same basic concept. We're going to start first uh, in that same mindset of shopping and, and holiday traveling. A lot of us are in a hurry. We're trying to get that that last little bit of the Christmas list or the, the holiday list completed. You're, you're making your list and checking it twice, but not always thinking about what's going on around you, where you are, safety concerns. Things that, again, especially in this local community, we take for granted from a security and safety standpoint. But as you are shopping and out in big crowds and around large groups of people and, and are in climates where the hustle and the bustle can cause confusion, it's always important to keep in mind some personal safety tips. We got some of those uh, from Boone Chief of Police Dana Crawford earlier this week as he shared on local radio station WATA uh, just some things to keep in the back of your mind when you're moving about during the holiday season. Walking out of a, of a uh, retailer with cash in your hand, walking out of the retailer with your wallet in your hand, um, those type of things people are watching, 
and you're really setting yourself up, then they're going to watch where you go to. Did you lock your car? So don't leave that trail. Um, making sure that before you leave the store that you have things put away, that you just, you know, it's busy. There's tons of people around you. You're trying to get through a checkout line. Um, just step back from that and, and think about what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, and that you've got everything tucked away in a safe place, that you're not throwing a red flag to someone who may be uh, predatory in nature. You know, one of the things that we do, we do uh, secret shoppers and a lot of our retail stores where we, where we put undercover officers in there and uh, trying to cut down on some of the, uh, the loss prevention, you know, the theft that's going on, uh, you know, to, to protect our consumers and to protect our businesses. And not all of these things relate to traveling around. Some of this has to do with securing your residence, securing your business when you travel off the mountain or when you travel away from your home and come to the high country. Some things to think about before you pack up and leave for the holidays. One of the best one and one of the cheapest uh, security systems you can have is a nosy neighbor. Um, and, you know, or a nosy friend or someone you say that you can have to come by your house, check your house, make sure that your mail is being picked up on a regular basis, that your your mailbox isn't exploding, you know, uh, with, with mail out onto the lawn and into the street. Um, making sure even at this time of year that your, your pipes aren't freezing, that your windows are locked, um, you know, even to come by and feed your pets or whatever, you know, leaving some lights on, leaving a television on. Uh, leaving a car in the driveway that look, you know, make sure that it looks like there's there's someone there uh, all the time, and and so it's a lot of this is just it's common sense, but a lot of times we just don't think about it, you know. Well, and, and certainly at a time of year where so much else is on your mind, it's it's getting out the door to get to grandma's house to to get there for dinner on time, and it's you rush, 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 and sometimes it's that little thing that that twelve dollar timer that can go on your living room light could probably be all the difference to somebody in, in trying to create some of those illusions that you're talking about. Absolutely. And, and, and two, if you, again, I'll go back to, you know, have a friend come by, you know, you may have forgotten to, uh, to lock the door. You may have left the coffee pot on, <laughs> right. you know, someone that has a key that can check your house out for you. And, uh, you know, at least, you, you know, you've got, if something does happen, you've got a, a, a much smaller time frame that you can start looking at. Again, that's Boone Chief of Police Dana Crawford with uh, just some food for thought as you and your family get ready to move around and uh, kind of finish up some of that last-minute holiday business and get uh, on your way to where you will find yourself uh, for the remainder of the 2016 calendar year. Now, we're going to flip the script a bit and go in another direction of something that you don't often think about but you always depend on and you only really are concerned about it when it's not there. That's electricity, power, and at this time of year, in the high country especially, you start thinking about the 50-mile-an-hour wind gusts we saw earlier in Boone this week, and uh, you start thinking about some of the snow and sleet and ice and this and that. Uh, It gets a little treacherous out there uh, for the common traveler. It gets very treacherous out there for the linemen of the various power companies, Blue Ridge Electric Membership Cooperative, New River Light and Power here uh, locally, just to name those two particular power entities. And then anybody that's got linemen on poles trying to connect cables. It's a tough environment to do that on a good day. 
it's a very tough environment to make these kinds of of repairs and make these kinds of uh, connections work when conditions are less than ideal. Say you have a 60 mile an hour wind, the temperature is 10 degrees outside, and the wind chill is somewhere in the 20 degrees below zero range. Not the best time to climb up on a pole and go plug something in to make sure somebody gets light. But that is the job of today's modern electrical linemen and a, a tremendous opportunity for us today to salute those folks that brave the elements, that brave the conditions, that, that risk their lives to give the modern amenities that we enjoy every day. So we thought we'd take an opportunity, first of all, to commend that group, but secondly, to find out exactly what goes into that process. We caught up with Renee Whitener. She's the Director of Public Relations for the Blue Ridge Electric Membership Cooperative. That is the group that services most of the power needs for people that lie outside of the city limits of Boone. New River Light and Power covers most of what is inside the city limits of Boone. Very similar operations, but uh, we're talking from Blue Ridge's perspective here. Blue Ridge Energies, as they are now known, has been at the forefront of thinking forward in these circumstances to make sure that steps are taken during the summer months to ensure that the fall and winter go as smoothly as possible and uh, the, the company and their employees are in a great position to kind of be able to take on whatever Mother Nature throws their way. So Renee Whitener will give us some insight on just how your linemen Make sure you have power when things may not be so rosy sunshine outside. Our linemen, our lawn technicians, and all of our um, staff are training all year long. These guys are focused on safety. There's lots of certifications, and this is on top of their mind is, is how safely and how fast that they can get the power back on it, when it goes out, if it goes out, and we know the severe weather in our area that that's, that's the case, especially in our wintertime. We had a pretty rough summer, too, with lots of high winds and um, effects from that that kind of cause, you know, from broken power poles, which take longer to repair. Sometimes these are off on the sides of mountains or in very remote places. Even at best, it will take several hours if we have a completely broken pole on the ground to replace that power pole and uh, get get all the lines back up in a safe manner. You know, when you talk about uh, some of those aspects, the uh, kind of the logistics behind getting the power on, I know not only is that a physical thing when it does occur, when when an outage occurs, but a lot of that is also good routine preventative maintenance. Uh, what can you tell us about uh, things like right-of-way clearances and the things that you do in the, uh, I'll call them uh, quieter times that do help uh, allow for quicker response times when, when things do uh, go awry? Exactly. There's a, a year-round effort also going on with vegetation management, and, and that's our right-of-way program. It's where we're trying to balance the very beautiful scenic nature of the area we live in, but also keep those rights-of-way clear of large or dead trees, um, because that's what affects the power lines and, and the poles, especially when there's icy weather, heavy wet snow is very damaging. If it's a light, fluffy snow, that's not bad, but we need to keep those right away safe to protect the lines and then 
for our linemen who are working in those rights of ways when the power does go down, their safety um, in working in those areas is very important. So that is a big effort. Um, we actually use contractors to come in and hand trim if needed. We have been on uh, a program for several years now where a lot of this is just going in and keeping it trimmed up and keeping it out of the path of, of those ways. Sometimes we still will have um, you know, trees that, that fall or blow into those lines, but we try to, to, to do diligent to um, keeping those rights of ways very clean and clear and safe for the lawman to work and protective of the lines and poles. I, I know a lot of times people are fascinated by the hows and whys uh, things do come together. Uh, can you give us kind of a, a, a broad picture of what it's uh, what the process is when someone calls in an outage uh, in in routine or not routine conditions? How does that uh, that that whole process work from the time that that something is called in, ultimately the time it's it's fixed? What's your what's your mechanism like to to repair and and get things back up and running? Well, we always encourage uh, our members to call and report outages. M- much of our system, if not all of it, is is automated. Everything is, you know, linked to a computer somewhere in some way in technology. But it is very important to call and report an outage to Powerline one eight hundred four four eight two three eight three. That call, um, that's an automated system. It goes right into our outage manage- management system. Alerts our dispatchers. We have dispatchers at Blue Ridge 24-7 at all times and they are monitoring the system and and dispatching um, linemen to make sure of that fast response. These guys get out of the bed in the, the middle of the night no matter the weather and they are their their goal is always to get that power restored as quickly as possible. Because we we it is connected with technology now we can often get a good feel for either right where the outage is or very close. Um, that's why um, it is important sometimes to have that that call coming in to let us know exactly um, the the area that's affected and it helps them respond quicker. Um, a lot of our Offices now, our, our Watauga showrooms, or office, I'm sorry, the office now has a covered um, warehouse where we put the truck so that when that call comes in, these guys get to the office, they go out, they're ready, they hit it running because the, the trucks are protected, the equipment's protected. Um, they, that is their ultimate goal is to get that power belt restored as quickly as possible. And there's good communications um, between them and our dispatchers and our, our engineers, our operations managers. It's a, a full-fledged effort when there's uh, any type of outage. Renee, I know a lot of times you have this area covered and, and covered well, but there are other times that uh, there are places that are in need of services, and, and Blue Ridge has always been a, a very big partner in those kinds of efforts. How much uh, does that that reciprocal nature uh, come into play when you have major winter storms or, or the, the summer wind storm that we had up here, or, or just the opportunity to be able to lend a hand, say, at the coast during a hurricane? How much do your, your employees uh, like to rise to the occasion in those situations? Yeah, that's a very good network that the cooperatives have. We're our sister co-ops. We extend. We, we're all watching the weather. That's the nature of this industry. So the weather is critical. So we're monitoring that. Um, if we see and that a major storm or weather conditions are going to likely create uh, situations that create outages or have the potential to, to we can put 
we can call, we can um, coordinate through our statewide association to pull from available co-ops who are not affected by certain storms. Sometimes that's localized, sometimes it's statewide, and that gets a little um, <laughs> challenging to address those situations. But typically in these severe winter situations, we can pull very um, easily and count on assistance to come. We can put them on notice, tell them, you know, let us monitor weather conditions and as we see it getting worse. Yeah, because sometimes storms will miss us or it won't be as severe for whatever reason. Um may warm up a few degrees and create a huge difference. It may it may change very quickly and uh, such as the, the ice storm of 2009, you know, that was we were monitoring that, but because the weather stayed a few degrees colder and created all the ice and continuing conditions for several days, it created a, a major situation, and we, we definitely appreciated the assistance who came to help us this summer and during storms like this. And to reciprocate, of course, we, we send our linemen to assist in those circumstances, too. You know, uh, to kind of wrap up here, uh, you have to have a special kind of, of drive, uh, personality, and, and just overall awareness to be able to, as you said a moment ago, jump out of bed, jump into a truck, and go find trouble <laughs> in, in, a, in a situation like this. Um, the, the culture that you've created in there to foster uh, not only the people to do that, but, but the training that goes into that. Uh, just how much of an internal investment do you have in making sure that, that you are training well to make sure that, that your linemen are are as prepared as they can be and, and can do that with a measure of safety as well. These guys are just heroes. They they truly are. They live in these communities, in our local communities that we serve. They they just have a deep sense of commitment because their neighbors, their friends, they go to church, they go to school, they they're out in the in the communities with with everyone that we serve. So I think that always helps when you when you know the people and you live right there in the community, you have an even higher sense of of care and concern and you live right there, you understand the the horrible situations of the cold and severe weather that we go through and how critical that is um especially for Older people, those who have little children, you know, there's a special um, love for and care. There's care about everyone, but, you know, we've got to take care of, of those um, especially who, who need it most in that way. These guys are some of the smartest individuals that you'll find anywhere they go through continuous training. Um, there is actually programs now for the linemen, a two-year degree that they go through, but all throughout their career, it is constant um, training and updating of skills and keeping those skills sharp and safety training, um, the technology that's that's affected all of our jobs throughout the years. You know, they have iPads out in the field now where they're um, looking at maps and looking at different information, and it's just uh, critical to be uh, really sharp in, in lots of different ways. You've got to really have a physical commitment to this. This job is really hard on those linemen out in the field physically. Again, they're jumping up in the middle of the night, early mornings, working very long hours when there is an outage sometimes. And most of the time, it gets back on very quickly. Um, proud of our linemen and Blue Ridge to say that Blue Ridge Energy has 
one of the very top uh, best reliability ratings in the nation and that includes not just keeping the lights on but when there is an outage the response time to getting it back on when that occurs and and all of that goes into play you know our training our linemen certainly our right-of-way program our engineers and how we plan and prepare and look at um, how energy is being electricity is being used and how to meet those needs and be sure that it's it's there ready available and reliable when the members need it everybody's into technology these days and they want to use that technology to do everything and blue ridge energies is no different they've got technology that you can utilize not only to bring some efficiencies to the way that you do business with an electric cooperative or uh, wherever your power company happens to be and you're listening to this program blue ridge has uh, recently launched a new product called the Blue Ridge mobile app. This not only will allow you to take care of some of the transactions that that go into any service provider. You can pay your bill, you can check your usage, you can check just about anything. You can also report power outages. And sometimes, especially when the power is out, and some of you may have uh, telephone services that is tied into maybe your cable or something like that, so your phone is dead. And you're flipping around for your cell phone and you you might not necessarily uh, be able to find it and then you finally do and it's like, okay, how do I report this outage? What's that number again? Let me search it, and you're kind of fumbling about. This is a very easy way to kind of streamline that process. If you go to the App Store or Google Play, uh, you can download the Blue Ridge mobile app, and that will allow you to uh, report power outages when they occur from your smartphone. And uh, in a lot of cases, this really aids, as you just heard Renee share a moment ago, this really aids Blue Ridge in expediting the process to get crews to the exact location, to, to a, a place that, uh, whether it's a service address or a, an area out in the remote uh, stretches of the landscape they can get a little bit more pinpoint accuracy as to where you are reporting trouble that coincides with their own uh, alarm systems and warnings and they can get that power outage solved a little bit quicker so check that out in the google play or app store and uh, hopefully you can uh, streamline the process a little bit and enjoy more power more often throughout the course of the winter We're going to, again, switch gears completely here. This has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about, but just a really neat local story. Those of you that are going to be in the high country this weekend, again, if you're local and you've been here and you're you're going to want to dodge a few raindrops potentially this weekend, or if you're coming up from off the mountain and you will still be around Sunday, you'll want to head to the Jones house for a CD release party for a band that basically grew right out of the Jones house. We talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, we have uh, talked throughout the length of this podcast series about the work that goes on uh, in the uh, town of Boone Cultural Affairs Office when it comes to music and music education. Uh, the jam programs, the music lessons, just the introduction of music into the community through the concert series, both indoor and outdoor, through different opportunities of outreach that has sparked some just amazing play from all levels. This CD release party that we're talking about for Sunday involves a group called Strictly Strings. And we mentioned this is a group of musicians uh, that have blossomed out of the jam programs and musical offerings 
and opportunities to play that the Jones House has had to offer. And now they have recorded their first feature album. It's called High on a Mountain, their debut CD. And this will release at a celebration at the Jones House Sunday, December 18th. That is uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, And you can uh, check out not only the release party, it's free to the public, but there will be several performances by Strictly Strings starting at 4 o'clock, then again at 5 and 6. Between the performances, the band will greet guests and sign CDs, which will be available for sale. Again, Four young, talented musicians and a mentor that's uh, helped drive them the right way. Um, Coming through that jam program, kind of being, uh, if you want to call it, music hall rats, where the jam programs would end and they're ready to lock up the doors and these kids are still there. They don't want to leave. They want to continue to soak in and learn. And that is what that uh, opportunity has brought to this group of youngsters uh, is the opportunity to, uh, to now take their show on the road, so to speak. So... During the past several years, Cecil Gerganis' advanced fiddle class at the Boone Junior Appalachian Musicians Program turned into one of the hottest rising old-time string bands of the region. The core group of four students, all of them play multiple instruments. They include Caleb Coatney, Willow Dillon, and sisters Kathleen and Anissa Burnett. They make up Strictly Strings. And again, they'll be performing Sunday, December 18th at the Jones House. Check out joneshouse.org for more information. Again, this release party is free. There will be at least three performances at 4, 5, and 6. I'm sure some just general uh, riffing that will go on uh, throughout the course of uh, the day as well. Stick Boy Bread Company and Melanie's Food Fantasy will provide refreshments. The event will include some free giveaways and other surprises. Guests are welcome to drop by for any and all of the performances to help Strictly Strings celebrate their debut recording. Again, High on a Mountain debuts Sunday, December 18th at the Jones House. That'll do it for this installment of What's Up in Boone. As always, we invite you to drop us some feedback online. You can check us out at facebook.com slash what's up in Boone. Our Twitter handle, easy to remember, what's up in Boone. The at symbol. Throw that in there as well. And as always, you can drop us a line on the Jones House website as well. Joneshouse.org. Click on the Contact Us tab. Leave your thoughts on the show, where you are listening from, and what you'd like us to feature down the road. Until next time, happy holidays, everybody. I'm David Jackson. Enjoy Boone, everybody. Ah.